Welcome to the Startup Impact Series with Nick Von Breda and Fiona Falk. Each episode, we interview the best startups and scale-ups who are daring to make a difference in the areas of sustainability, education, the economy, and society. Let's listen in. Who are you not named I can after? I stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are you not named after? Welcome everyone to Startup Impact Series. I'm Nick Van Breda. And I'm Fiona Falk. We are here with Abba today, who is a typical digital nomad. I guess not a typical, but a very different one. <laughs> <laughs> already, it just goes downhill from here. <laughs> we are here to listen to Abba and, uh, and, and get to know uh, how it is to, uh, to be a social entrepreneur all over the place. So uh, welcome, Abba. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Fiona. Sweet. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. I'm going to jump in. I've got a ton of questions. So for the sake of time, I'm just going to jump right into them. Um, first question, though, before we even get going is um, maybe tell uh, tell those watching uh, just a little bit about um, maybe a couple of the businesses that you're involved in, just in, in short form, and so they have an understanding of kind of what you do before we even jump into the digital nomad piece. Sure, happily. Yeah, that's... Um uh they uh, they've basically built upon one another i've created companies that have enabled the lifestyle that i've decided i've wanted to live um but i've also found opportunities by living the lifestyle that i'm living so it's been they've they've played with one one another for sure um so i have I have three main companies at the moment. Um, one is a, a marketing and branding strategy, yep. consulting and, and execution company. And I have a remote, pretty global team um, who I work with to make that happen for my clients. Awesome. And um, I have a casting agency because in one of my past lives, I, I have a background in performing arts. Saw that. Mm -hmm. And during college, um, I, I started working in our, in our casting agency. We're like a, a first university to have an in-house, in-university casting agency. And, uh, and my mentor really let me like thrive there. And I did a lot. And that ended up turning into working on some larger films. And then I started my own agency and basically that shifted in 2014 to working on some larger projects to now I only work on positive social impact PSAs, viral online campaigns, um, videos. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually pretty amazing. Um, also one note, uh, for the, uh, the special, aspect of this episode is uh it's a special hashtag coronavirus episode can we say that, <laughs> can we say that? Right, we're switching gears a little bit here uh because i mean well a we have the wonderful opportunity to connect with abba but also uh you know she's living the lifestyle that maybe everyone is starting to have to experience a little bit of a little taste of and for some of those who may end up loving getting this taste of it uh, this is really more so how you get into it and, and how you really can truly adopt uh, the lifestyle of a di digital nomad. Um, so on that note, I want to jump right into it. Um, for, for you personally, what was it that really made you say, you know, I've got to do this. I don't want to be locked up. Maybe actually walk, walk us back uh, even one step from there. What is a digital nomad to you? A digital nomad is someone who is location independent from their work mm -hmm. and who can for short or long amounts of time. Well, no, I guess if, if, if you're a nomad, imply longer and whatever longer can be your personal interpretation. For sure. Um, 
has the ability, yeah, to work, to work remotely, yeah. to work remotely. And then the nomad piece, I would say usually just means that you're not staying in one location for whatever long mm-hmm. means to you. So, so for you, uh, how long do you stay at a place? I have not, I, I have no, so, so I usually like asking me like, oh my God, like, how did, how did all this start for you? Um, with none of this was planned. There was not, this was not a lifestyle that I necessarily intentionally manifested maybe subconsciously I manifested it because I've always loved travel and it's always, I've always had in my head that I would live somewhere else other than the United States, which is where I'm from, um, that I would live outside of my, my home country for, I thought mm, at least a minimum of, of a year was was my goal as somebody from the united states it's not common to travel for long amounts of time right um like for 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 us like vacation time which you know like pre-college was like the main time that i would have had like what my what my parents kind of have available yep. one to two weeks tops is usually what you get and that's generally what i had experienced before before <laughs> embarking on this crazy journey. Um, uh, yeah, basically it, it, it started with, I got a job with a educational institution where all of the staff worked remotely anyway. Um, I had already, I had, a, I had already started at least one or two of my companies at that point. So I was familiar with working at home. It wasn't going to be like a crazy new world for me. Yeah. Um, but I was excited that I would be working with an existing organization where that was just established baseline. That's how things worked. Um, And so from there, when I started with them, I was like, hey, just so you know, there's a chance that my boyfriend and I at the time that we might, uh, that through his company, we might do like an exchange program where we go to London for a few months. I was like super keen on like going to London for a few months and like getting to experience living in London. Right. Um, I like the city. Why not be there for a while? He like time and, and, and my, and my boss was like, cool, cool. Like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that when the time comes. And I was like, awesome. I just want to yeah. give you the heads up. It's, it will, it will come. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then like a year passed. And he no longer wanted to do that exchange program. And I was like, that's cool and fine. But I now have on my heart that I'm going to do this. Wow. So I bought a round trip ticket out of Heathrow. (laughs) With like like a three month unknown window in there. And and he came over with me for a bit. Uh, We saw some friends in London went and saw some friends in, in Switzerland and in Spain. Uh, my mom came over and traveled with me for a while, uh, <laughs> met up with other friends along the way, had just like an amazing three months. Okay. Traveled wow. way more than I ever thought I was going to. I mean, I was moving every, every week to every few days, tops two weeks. I, 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 I saw a lot in those, yeah. in those few months. And it was hard because I was working a full-time job and my, and my MO was they will never know that I'm not in the U S like they'll see my background change, (laughs) but otherwise I want them to never feel like I'm not in the same time zone Mm -hmm. that I, that I was. Yeah. And they were really great. I mean, and most incredible team and people who I've worked with today. Um, they were great about, you know, being conscious of scheduling things that preferably wouldn't be 10 or 11 o'clock my time. And, and I do think that time zones are a huge thing to take into consideration when you're either building out a digital team or you are considering going nomad yourself. For yeah. me, 
I have chosen that um, that sticking between basically East Coast time to absolute max Middle East, what it is in the Middle yep. Eastern time zones, yep. which is like top seven, eight hours. Like that's yeah. the most that I can do. My, my sweet spot is like Western Europe or where I am right now is in Buenos Aires, which just shifted with daylight savings to, to one hour. Um, but anyway, so time zone, something ding, like, can you put it off to the side? There's like important point, but in, just to, to finish up this little, little story. Um, the, the, the problem that I found that I encountered with this proof of concept as I ended up labeling it yeah was that it was incredibly time consuming um to be figuring out where i was going to go next um the airbnb that i was going to stay in making sure that it had you know a desk to work wi-fi at that point airbnb this was the beginning of 2016 now airbnb has like like now it's just like standard. You can literally click like, are you there for business? And it'll be like, here's all the features that we know that you're going to want because you're planning to work there. But that wasn't the case then. So like you really had to vet through everything at the Airbnb. Like if I was going to need a washer and dryer, you know, like all those things. Yeah. Um, super time consuming. So I, I left, I ended up that three months knowing that I wanted to do more of that but also knowing that I had to find a better way to go about doing it. And then I started doing some research because I was like, either there's already companies that exist who, who do this kind of um, uh, coordinating of resources, housing, co-working space, preferably. Oh, and then there was like, do I show up somewhere and know anyone? I'm, right. I'm pretty social. So like being able to know people when I show up is also key for me. So I did yeah. some research, found some companies that exist, learned about remote year, learned about a bunch of others, yep. ended up finding, and I will, I hope happily give a shout out to Unsettled, who I've traveled with a number of times. And I actually have a community here in Buenos Aires now because of them. They are the best. Okay, let's talk, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's unpack okay. all of that a little bit. Yeah, is that you just gave us a hamburger, so we're gonna take a couple of bites here. One at a time. Um, so let's start with the uh, unsettled, right? Getting your yeah. community. Um, so what? This is so I've heard of remote year. It's the first time I've heard of unsettled. Um, how quick is that process, and what was it like for you to to engage with them? Uh, and and how how quickly did you find your community? What was that process like? So in terms of signing up, so actually the first place that I came was here in Buenos Aires at the end of 2016 is when I started, when I traveled with them. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of getting on a trip, for them, it was their first one doing it at that point. So this was still like a bit uncharted territory of the nomad world. Like I, it seems so like it's been around for so long at this point. But even just 2016, it was still a newer game. There were people doing it, but not as common as now. Yep. Um, so, yeah, with them, basically, I interviewed with a bunch of these companies who did it. And I just jived with Unsettled. I jived with the founders, who, which is who I interviewed with at the time. Um, I felt like they... I felt like they were the kind of people who I would want to hang out with and that they were the kind of people who were going to be attracting the kind of people who I wouldn't want to hang out with. And I couldn't have been more correct. Um, there you go. Trust your gut, right? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so literally, and, and I, and I like to tell this little uh, side piece. I literally showed up here in Buenos Aires and I had 30 new friends. That was our group. For, so for Buenos Aires, yeah, how, literally how, just getting let go in a new city. How did they coordinate that? I think she's lagging a bit. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that, that Buenos Aires uh, Wi-Fi 
<laughs> could be a little can you hear me though yes there and we go again, again. yes okay we're good this is our question yeah uh how do they coordinate that well yeah I mean, there's a bunch of me's Oh, okay. There's, there's a bunch more of me's now. They they run they run trips all around the world now. I mean they're you know they're a, a legit company. Um, I guess they just bought Wonderbrief, right? They just bought another right. nomad company, which was also right. doing these travels. But in the end, they even bought the other company remotely online. They bought the company online by not even having a coffee together. So yeah, they uh, yeah they partner with Moleskin on some stuff. They're doing some virtual reality retreats. I yeah, this is not not meant to be like total shout out to Unsettled, but they are they are really great, and I'm and I'm friends with the founders and most of the m most amazing people in my life at this mm -hmm. point I know because of Unsettled. So I I definitely don't want to downplay the positive impact that they've had for me. Yeah. And I know that they've had for others and really more than anything, I think that they, because they've been set up with solid foundations and um, moral practices and what, what they stand for, that that has continued to attract good people, solid people. And it's, and it's all affordable. Like yeah cost give us some give us some numbers give us some money numbers <laughs> i i haven't traveled with them uh i did four retreats with them um over the span of like two years maybe and i haven't traveled with them since the end of 2018 mm -hmm. they've ch it's changed over time i think it's probably around like i don't know i'm gonna say like maybe 2500 now for a month and mm -hmm. that's that's community which is crucial that's your living space, that's your co-working space, that's having a experience leader, a locations manager and leader. Um, okay. And you pay that 2,500 out of pocket, right? Versus, for so for some people, you might be able to get your company to sponsor it. So some people go on sabbaticals, some people and who come go, are on sabbaticals, some people are um, entrepreneurs, digital nomads yes okay so let's 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 take this and and let's let's fast forward to where you are today because it's been a couple of years since you know since you've traveled in 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 that way specifically but you've been able to branch out and do this on your own now um, I was doing that so to be clear I, I traveled with them for four times which meant four months over the course okay. of two years okay so I was doing a lot of traveling on my own wow and yeah and definitely have definitely have since then so for four years more than anything I've been on my own yeah how many countries okay. how many countries yeah I go back to a lot of the same places so it's hard to determine that I, I've in my life I think I've been to over 30 but if I were to count each time new, it probably 60 or 70. Yeah. And and how long do you usually stay at um, in one place when you're traveling so much like that? I try to not be somewhere for less than four days, even if it's just a, a smaller city. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's like a really short trip. That's more like I'm going on a weekend excursion. Usually yeah. it's like a two week minimum or preferably month minimum. Okay, cool. Mostly, mostly today it's in an Airbnb? Almost, yes. Airbnbs are friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so which, you, you have three different, you know, three different businesses that help you facilitate this lifestyle, right? Yeah, I didn't get into the third one yet. <laughs> okay, okay. So, well, perhaps let's hear a little bit about the third one, especially if the third one, uh, because I'm curious, um, which of these businesses most enables you or empowers you to be able to to travel freely and and you know have, be a digital nomad which business would you say is like the most like if i didn't have this business i don't know it'd be kind of like eh. well for financial security that's my marketing and and strategy okay and communications okay. uh consulting for mm -hmm. sure and then um, projects locally or how do you find the projects are they mostly no US no 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 my clients are in the states or and in europe mm -hmm. okay okay yeah no um 
I, yeah, no, 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 not, 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 not local work. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's about your, like, how do you do sales when you're yeah. all over the place? <laughs> I have not had to hard pitch or hard sell in a long time. I did a proposal, funny enough, I did a, I did a proposal earlier this year and it was uh, for my parents' company. I'm, I'm now working with them a little bit more. But that's the, that's the hardest pitch that I've had to give in quite a while. My, my name gets, not in any kind of egotistical way, but just I have been fortunate enough. My name has gotten passed around and I build relationships and then those have manifested into work and projects. Um, Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And the relationships you build online. Not always. Um, so, no, all of my clients, not all of my employees, but all of my clients I have met in person. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that Probably was Probably more than once. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's the thought uh, I was having on this is that, you know, being a digital nomad, that means that if you have clients in, in Europe and the U.S., that means you can actually branch out the number of countries that you could serve and have authentic relationships because relationships are so crucial and still actually go visit them in person because, well, you'll be in their country at some point. And so. For sure. Yeah, yeah. To, as a disclaimer, I have plenty of friends where that's not the case, where they do, where their their clients, they haven't met in person. Okay. I don't think that that's in any way necessary um, or even standard, just to be clear. My, my experience, not necessarily what it has to be. Well, that's a good thing to bring up, actually. Um, it's a good perspective uh, to point out because... Uh, I was thinking about it earlier and you mentioned that, you know, when you did going back to the unsettled uh, time, you know, you immediately you're in a community of other people, other yous basically. Right. Mm -hmm. So it made me curious how many of those other yous after uh, they, you know, traveled abroad or, you know, lived digitally uh, for a while, how many of them are still living as digital nomads and how percentage wise about how many would you say have gone to just, you know, uh, like a corporate job where they're going into the office every day. Okay. Obviously not having all these stats yeah. in any way perfected, <laughs> right, right, right. but I can give you this very recent, very, very, uh, personal example. Um, right now here in Buenos Aires, mm -hmm. I have a community of what happens to be women. Um, which just is a fun side note, who all but two of them I know and are in the group because of Unsettled. So I think there's, let's say there's nine of us. Okay. The two that we don't directly know through Unsettled, one of them I knew from a group I was in in Switzerland and another one is from one of the Unsettlers who she met this other girl uh, at taking Spanish lessons. So it's still like through the network itself. Yeah. Um, the other, let's call it five or six, are all here right now, having previously done an unsettled trip, not necessarily in Buenos Aires, but some of them. Um, of those six, five of them are working location independent. Wow. Here. Okay, so safe to say that uh, once you get a taste of it, you have a good chance of wanting to continue working yeah. in that way. Some of them set up their life, reset up their life, uh, took a little bit of time. Yeah. And some of them already had that life. And so after the retreat, they just were, you know, just the continuation. Super nice. I have one more question and then I want to hear a little bit about your third business because um, I, I think it's very interesting also, actually. Um, so uh, as you travel around, especially now, um, how do you A, stay healthy? Uh, what, like, what methods do you use to make sure that 
as you're traveling? Because even before the whole coronavirus situation, uh, traveling just by statistically, you're more likely to get sick when traveling. So you're traveling more, obviously you're more likely than to get sick. So what are some methods you use to prevent uh, getting sick in your travels? And how is the coronavirus uh, pandemic, uh, (laughs) it's actually a pandemic now, it's crazy. Uh, How is that impacting you now? Um, so I first want to just throw out coronavirus has not impacted me at all. <laughs> um, it, it hasn't hit, it hasn't hit, uh, South America. It's, it's, it's still summer here. It's, um, yeah, I was talking with that, that same group of friends I just mentioned, we were talking about just sharing emergency contact information, like, just like, Hey, maybe we should know, you know, where each of us are living and yeah. and where the hospital is i have uh, zero concern not because i'm not aware of it not because i don't understand the impact not because i don't see how it is already affecting people and economies and our healthcare system but um for me, I'm like, can I just can, can, I, can I just schedule this in my planner? Can we can we do current can we do that next week? And I can just get that over with, and then we can move on. Like I know I'm yeah. gonna get it. Probably yeah. all everybody I know, I'm gonna get it. So it's just a matter of more importantly, your first question, which I think is is really really important, and is the only thing that any of us can do, which is how do we get and keep up our immune system and our and our overall health, and that is that does have the potential of being difficult on the road. I have a, I have a, a really thin yoga mat that I travel with. It's right over there. I was doing yoga before we got on the call. Um, <laughs> yoga, not necessarily being what's going to keep me like Corona preventative, you know, ready. I also have, uh, I take, I don't, I try to not take vitamins all of the time because then you just create a new norm for yourself is my my take on it. That's how I use supplements. Um, But recently I have been trying to flood my body with a little bit more to make sure that I'm sleeping. It's really easy in Buenos Aires to not go to bed before four or six or 7 a.m. There's a solid party scene down here. (laughs) Are you going to raves? Like what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can do anything you want. Oh my goodness. Um, It's really great. Um, so you know like sleep general self-care some flowers you know like okay self-love self-care you know pretty much everywhere you go you can go and jog you know like keep your trainers keep my you know shirt and some shorts like jog it's a great way to see a city it's a great way to experience what their parks are like yeah um and biking it's not I don't do much biking because I have crummy knees, but a lot of people do. Uh, most city these cities these days have, yep. uh, you know, the city bikes or whatever your equivalent is. Yep. Um, and it's not that hard to get day passes to gyms and and just pay for the class pass. And depending upon where you are. Um, it's probably depending upon where you are, it's potentially super affordable or like I have friends here who get month passes. I might go in and, and join a, a yoga studio for a month here um, where I can do some other stuff. Like it's not mm-hmm. when you're doing super short travel, like two weeks or less, sometimes that can be more difficult because the logistics of figuring out, okay, where are these places? Sometimes that can be a little bit more of a pain, but I think that's also why having a home practice is important like i i have a practice of like a mix of like yoga and um and like strength training and and you know doing burpees and basically just like dancing in my apartment making myself sweat doing push-ups like you know having at the air you know doing (laughs) whatever and um, and eating well and eating well and trying to obviously at least with this virus going around um, or when any viruses or anything else are going around, 
minimizing alcohol and, and stuff as, as much as you can, you know, like okay. literally just like self-care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the solution, eh? drinking alcohol and not stopping, yeah? because then the flu doesn't hit you. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's a risky thing. But I was, I was wondering, yeah, you, you're living all over the world. Are, are there more services that are being provided globally, like the class pass you mentioned? Is there anything like recurring um, payments that you have, like health insurances or... How do you deal that? How do you do all that? Yeah, those are good questions. So I just, it was just time to renew my Nomad insurance. So I use World Nomads, which I will also give a shout out to. It's considered one of the best. Um, okay. And I met a guy in Medellin several years ago um, who was <laughs> literally like a disaster relief person, like literally like, oh my God, like, I, you know, like, so, oh, there's somebody, they're trapped on a mountainside with an avalanche. Like, he's the kind of person that, like, goes out and, like, rescues them. And he yep. was, like, world nomad. And so I was, like, great. Wow. Um, I made, made the right choice. That was, that was the only sign-off I needed. Um, so, so uh, with a lot of credit cards in the States, you have travel insurance up to 45 days, but past that, you're not covered. And in general something like a nomad travel insurance is just going to cover you way, way, way more. I would recommend it for right now, probably because it might cover more of your travel costs if something gets canceled and, and, um, and hotels or airplane or airlines or whatever, don't want to play nicely. It can help to, to cover that. Right. I, I would think, I would think. It's, it's not just on health insurance. It's also uh cancellation policy for travels and stuff yeah or if you get your stuff stolen or other things obviously just like any insurance policy you have to follow your guidelines i've been lucky enough knock on everything to where i haven't had to to um to file any claims but it's it's pretty cheap it's very affordable it's definitely cheaper than healthcare in the states and nice. it's there's no downside um yeah well and you asked another question what was the other question your uh your third your third job we, we wanna, oh there was that already okay. third business sorry third business yeah so my my third company uh started in summer of 2017 uh pre me too and then post me too movement starting realized really need to get on this um so okay. i tried to tried to ramp it up a good bit so it's been going more hardcore the past year uh, it's called My Sexual Biography, or My Sex Bio is how we more commonly refer to it. Basically, we are a sex education and empowerment platform. We believe that, that sex education and empowerment is a vehicle for peace, for peace that starts in yourself, that then ripples out into your relationship or relationships, mm -hmm. and then with us holding that peace can then manifest or ripple out into our communities and world so sex ed and empowerment for global peace okay and i have and i can go into a lot more detail on that obviously yeah. <laughs> yes i believe that i there's one thing that stands out to me about that so um so for example i'm from a very conservative uh family uh in the states obviously um although Somewhere. i live in the Netherlands. uh ohio northeast ohio Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we don't really talk about sex. <laughs> it's just not, it's just not the thing to do. Um, so, but obviously, you know, my, my own personal viewpoints are obviously, uh, quite, quite liberal. Um, but even still don't really want to talk about sex with other people. Right. So, so I think that there are probably many other people who are, who have a similar either upbringing to me or stance on the topic. And especially as you get into some other countries and things like that, how are you, you know, how are you opening uh, everyone's eyes um, and, and really educating uh, folks that, Hey, this is something that's okay to talk about, you know, especially when, you know, it's been years or generations even of keeping quiet on the matter. Yeah. It, it's funny what we have, been brainwashed to see as okay and not okay. So sexualizing someone, check mark okay. Talking about 
healthy sex not okay and i i i I think that that or or just knowing what having being able to have conversations around sex ed and sexuality in general taboo you know but like Mm -hmm. sexualize a man or a woman on the front of a magazine cover like yes 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 you know (laughs) um objectification is okay yeah 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 for sure um and I say that as like a baseline of like I understand how deep and like clearly warped these baseline uh views are and that that there's not going to be a a a quick fix or a magical word that suddenly detabuizes <laughs> everything. Um, it's not going to be that. It's going to take education and empowerment, as as we see it, at least. And mm-hmm. and those start with conversation. They don't, however, have to start with conversation with others. We definitely support that. We definitely promote that and encourage it. But at our core, what we are encouraging and challenging people to look into is your personal biography, your story. So just to go on that a little bit, basically we are encouraged and in a lot of ways expected, if you're lucky enough, to reflect upon and analyze and maybe re-navigate our paths on our career. We need to look at it. Are we happy with this? Are we going in the trajectory we want? Do we need to change something if we're not happy or if we're not getting the money that we want to see? So we have to analyze these things. We need to look at it. Yeah, our career, our relationships, our family, sorry. Definitely nowadays in the 21st century, everyone more is More and more. Yeah, more and more. So even, even down to like our, our mental health and like our fashion, we, we are told like, are we happy? Do we need to change something? Is our environment good? Maybe we need to not talk to that toxic family member, even though society says that you're not supposed to cut out family. Like maybe that's not the best for me. So there's a lot of areas in culture and in our lives where that kind of, where those, some of those taboos are starting to be broken down and where self-reflection is encouraged. And again, quasi expected more and more. Yeah. And those are different stories. Those are different parts of our biography that we're, we're told to look at our sexual biography, that plot line, silence. Yeah. But can you explain it a little bit more because uh, sexual biography, I cannot, I cannot write it down. I didn't know what to write down. So if you were to think about the, uh, the timeline, one, one workshop that we've done has basically been to, 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 to benchmark your sexual biography timeline. Think about it in the same way that you would your career. First job, lemonade stand, 12 years old, um, 13, you know, for you, Nick, uh, I don't know at what age, but like gaming convention, won XYZ awards, crushed it, you know, like. (laughs) um, Oh, well, actually uh, picking mushrooms back in the days. (laughs) Okay, well, whatever. (laughs) All right. We're we're learning a lot right now. Yeah, yeah. Normal. (laughs) Good, that's great. So, so, so all of this um, and especially since it's something that you just thought of and it, you know, it seemed to probably bring you joy and like, you think you like, you think it's a cool part of you, which I, I would agree. Um, this creates your biography. This creates your story. You may in the future end up somehow incorporating mushrooms into your work in the similar way that gaming has become so integral to a lot of the, the mm-hmm. ways that you approach the the work that you are embarking on it became this this through line and that's because it's a part of your overall story it's a part of your biography in the same way if you look just as a baseline at the timeline just the highlights just take out the highlights now okay i'm really curious i want to write it now (laughs) 
We, we could. I've done, uh, in, in the workshops, we, we tend to go through starting zero to puberty. Mm-hmm. So any, any sexual encounters of sexuality, of learning about sex, of seeing your parents, but not necessarily for everybody. So, so this is also really important in looking at this. Just, like reflect upon yourself. Don't try to not make any assumptions of what it might be in general. Because it's your bio. Great. So zero to to puberty, lots of experiments. Got it. Um, But it could be other things for other people. It could be, it could be bad memories. It could be things that, that maybe affected the rest of your biography on a trajectory that someone might not normally want to have had. Um, and that, and, and looking upon this, like, we're not there to psychoanalyze. We're not there to, to be like, well, you know, you haven't had anything or you have, so maybe you need therapy. This is literally about empowering you by Mm -hmm. taking command over your sexual biography. So zero to puberty, puberty to now, what are those highlights? And then then we go, okay, now for potentially and probably the first time in your life, you have put down the benchmarks of what have been in your sexual biography. And you can go into much greater detail and we give ongoing journal prompts. Now we say, with this reflection, are you happy with that? Are you going in the trajectory of what you want? Mm -hmm. Do you need to make any path changes just as you would with your career or anything else yeah but you want to try new things as well right maybe it's trying new things no it's but the assumptions maybe you need to try new things we've done this with people who have been in the same relationship all their lives and they're like i'm happy like we have to believe that sorry i don't i've been trying not to (laughs) i'm super happy (laughs) there we go that's great um I don't want to change anything. Um, it's not about making changes. It's about empowering yourself to know if you need to make changes or if yeah. there's something in your past that maybe you should be giving more attention to. Yeah. Baba, I want to, uh, there are two small questions I have before we wrap up. Um, as we're getting to the top of the hour here and well, upload times are a hot mess. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. but the two, two really uh, important questions I have, well, I, that I really want to know, um, one, um, from a business perspective, what does the business model look like around this? Like, so if someone wanted to use your service, you know, what would it cost them and you know, how would that work? Um, or how does that work for you and for them? Um, but two, and maybe, maybe answer number two first, uh, which is when, once someone plots out their sexual, you know, their sexual biography or journey and history and all that, um, what have you found, uh, in to be the, um, the biggest benefits from going through this journey and and plotting all this information out and and what would you say uh how how do people benefit the most from doing this cool so for the first question of how to engage so we are actually in business development mode right now and the the larger picture is i want uh, community, culturally curated hubs, basically, or, or hubs maybe makes it sound big. It could be five to 10 people. Um, and there might be five to 10 people of, of, of 20 different groups in one city, even. I want them all over the place of, help, of, of starting to create this conversation. Maybe it is just with themselves, but back to where this started a little bit, we do encourage and it is uh, beneficial to discuss these things with others. That's without question. So once you've gotten to the point where you are comfortable to talk with other people, be it some people are more comfortable with strangers, some people are more comfortable with friends. um, We want to be creating uh, structures where people can use our resources and 
have in a, in a, in a, in a way, a little bit like a, a, a book club structure, you know, yeah. provided a, a framework to then build off of. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be, we are working on rolling that out. This is not a money-making venture for me. This is a, the world needs it venture. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, this is out of necessity for sure. So while it does need to be financially sustainable, yeah. I, I, I pay staff to do a, a lot of work and right now I'm, I'm, I'm funding it. Yeah. Um, it, this is this, I'm, I, I don't see like, you know, it's, it's not scaling of like, how will I pull in the next million dollars like that's this is not where i'm i'm planning to become a a, a a millionaire um there's other other ways for that so in terms of but in terms of getting involved right now the key places would be following us on instagram okay uh, my sex bio and basically everywhere else my sex bio or my okay. sexual biography linkedin tiktok twitter facebook everywhere all the handles are um, my sex. All, bio. all the handles, my sex bio, um, cool. and signing up for our monthly newsletter. Those are two crucial places. And then from there, it's unlikely that you will miss when these other phases get rolled out, which there's quite a lot that we're working on. Um, and in terms of how it is empowering, what I would have seen from from the response of people choosing to take command of their sexual biographies. Mm -hmm. um, fulfillment, realization of better realization of who they are and what they want, not just in their sex lives, but in other parts of their lives, because it can go both ways, but what you want sexually can be influenced by other external factors, or you can be like wanting to play out like it can go either way, you know, like the, you know, the, the boss in the boardroom might not be that in the bedroom, that kind of thing. You know, it can go both ways. Yep. Though those are not um, stand always, you know, true stereotypes. They're just, they're just stereotypes. Yeah. Um, it, without question, it, it has flipped, uh, flipped some people on, on their heads in terms of, of questioning what they actually want and just realizing oh my god like I've never given myself that allowance mm -hmm. to but is it also that they, want that it. they find a, that they find a better partner because they they know how to talk about themselves communication is definitely something that we've heard a, 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 a getting better at communicating what they want mm -hmm. um, if we, we really encourage couples to either reflect independently, again, we give a lot of journal prompts and we're working on a whole journal that will have the prompts in it. Hmm. Um, and that would be like a couple's journal, individual journal, like depending upon what you want, but you're not always on the same page as your partner. Like sometimes you have to explore it yourself, which is also where these groups are helpful because sometimes you can just like any other brainstorming group, you know, business of anything, when you talk with others and see how they're doing it, oh, how did you talk with your partner about wanting XYZ and how did they respond? And you take that information and you absorb it and you see if it applies to you or not. And then you apply it in the way that you think does. So, you know, it's just, it's, they're all different learning resources. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, overall, lots here. of positive. Sorry? I think I have one more question here. You, you mentioned that you are actually running, uh, you have employees, that you are running a business with employees as a nomad. And I am really wondering how you are managing other people. Is it the similar thing as you are doing a contract for a company remotely and you are managing it the same way? Or? For sure, yeah. Yeah, so I actually have never met any of them in person, including oh. one girl who I've been working with for, I think we determined like four years now. Um, I'm going to her wedding this fall, but oh, awesome. <laughs> that'll, be the, that'll be the first time. Um, 
yeah, I have a lot of really, really close contacts who I've never met in person, but I've had Zoom calls like this hundreds of times with them, yeah. you know, more times than yeah. I've met people who I know in person. And yeah. it's just yeah. energy still transfers. You can still, you can still build those connections. But in terms sure. of like how, how, how I manage, um, I happen to use a combination of Trello, uh, Zoom calls, mm -hmm. WhatsApp, Google Hangouts, <laughs> um, and, uh, and constant communication and checking in. For me, it's really important that everyone is doing work that they believe in and that they are hopefully learning from. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's checking in to make sure that that, that, um, that expectation or that, that, uh, it's more of like a baseline for me, but that that's being met. Okay. Nice. Cool. Well, yeah. yeah, I'd say thank you. Oh, uh, Abba, for anyone who is still watching at the tail end of the video, because that's how videos work, uh, especially on social, uh, who are you not named I can stop after? Stop you right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are you not named after? Uh, my my name does not come from the band. My my mother's last name is Abernathy, and in high school, my uh, future would be father nicknamed her Abadaba from Abernathy. <laughs> Abadaba became her very sincere nickname, and what she went by. She started. Uh, a company selling a, a, eclectic shell macrame creations and other goods in Atlanta and that transformed into a company that they still have today awesome. um, so long story short I am named after my mother boom boom there we go there you go <laughs> I'm, I'm admiring your lifestyle I would love to become a digital nomad and I think Practicing all of this is uh, is a good uh, is a good way to learn how to work together online. For Biggest sure. thing that I say to people, because you do hear a lot, like "Oh, I can never do that," um, and that's just not true. Yeah. And anybody who wants to reach out personally, I've, I've had a lot of these conversations. I've definitely enabled and encouraged a lot of people to 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 jump on it. Uh, I'm happy to talk with them. You can. Instagram me, Abba Sharice, or through my sex bio. I'm definitely on there and checking checking DMs. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If, if you think it's for you, it's worth trying. And mm -hmm. if you don't think it's for you, then that's also okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Abba. Check her out at my sex bio and uh, you, uh, be awesome. Continue being awesome.